What's up, Sassy Gamers? Today is March 31st, 2022, and this is episode 42 of season two. Lots of twos today. And this is Got Your Attention Podcast. So, actually, Got Our Attention Podcast. Except it's what? Thursday. Did I say Tuesday? No, you said last It's Thursday, not Tuesday. Oh, got it. No, no, no. You just said a lot of twos today. It's and I said, be, but it's Thursday instead of Tuesday. I always mess up things when I go live. I practice it. It's perfect. As soon as I hit record, I'm just like murdering all of this. So, yeah. You did. You so, did really good. I said but Tuesday. You did great today. <laughs> you just said lots of twos. Apparently, I should have said No, Tuesday. you didn't say Tuesday. You well, said a lot of twos today. No. <sighs> then I wouldn't have a joke twos, afterwards if, if you child. said Tuesday. <laughs> it's that my what do you rip repartee he is in the terrible us. twos and um, my golly it is the oh. worst thing until i heard someone tell me that has kids that are older than two wait till you get to the threes and the fours i'm like oh please come on like, can i have this see <laughs> can i have I, this can i just no it just keeps getting worse god it's terrible no, it, well, it it doesn't stop. You're like, er, everybody's like, oh, just wait until they're old enough that they'll like help you and take care of you. And then they don't. Yeah. And they like, instead of like helping you, they like put you in the old folks home that, you know, not and not the good one either <laughs> with the nice nurses and everything. It's the rundown one with that yeah. looks like it should be in a Stephen King novel he's, or he's something that like that. No, it, just, it, it never gets better. He's like, I, I need something. He just goes like, you know, made up words. I think I've talked about this before. He just goes, ah, and I'm like, not sure. By the way, he, he upgraded, ah, which stands for applesauce. Apple if you sauce. didn't know, I knew uh, that one. He upgraded that to ata. So oh. mm-hmm. we had to learn a new word. We were like, what's ata? And he's like, ata, there we ata, go. Ata, ata. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, are you talking about like the, ah, and he's like, no, ata, ata. And I'm like, oh my God. I, I don't <laughs> like it's evolving. I, this child is evolving. You're, you're like, you're like, you're getting into anime already, son. You want to see attack on Titan? Yeah, it's, it's man. And then, you know, the whole, like, I want this. And then you give it to him and he's like, no, I didn't want that. And it's like, but you, I give up. See, (laughs) I, 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 I don't like, I am totally on the other ship because I, when they under 16 months, I was like, can I put him back? I'm going to yeah, put him no, back. Agreed. But I, I, w- until they <laughs> started actually communicating and telling me what they wanted. Oh, I will take a temper tantrum over a baby just crying. Yes. True. For what for a reason I can't decipher. Oh yeah. That stuff killed me. And then they get super, super sweet because they tell you they love you and right. they make you sweet things. Yeah. And, like apparently my kids are watching more than their daddy and it's awesome. Ooh, totally. They've, uh, he's been watching too much British television because he's just like, he's like, uh, bye-bye daddy. Hello daddy. I'm like, he's where are you getting this? Pig. Yeah. Old, I'm like, where's he getting this from? <laughs> or some like he has to be, I'm like, he's picking up on this. It's crazy. Yeah. No, today yeah. we were in the backyard. Cause I tried to distract him when we got home. I was like, I'm going to take him to the backyard. That way he doesn't see the mm-hmm. kitchen. Doesn't see mom cooking dinner. Cause then he sees food. That kid's food motivated. That's all he wants yes. to do is eat. So I was like, I'll take him outside and we'll just play outside in the yard. And we walked yes. out there and he was looking at me. He's like, what about that? He's like, what about that dough? about that dough? And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, go, go get the dough. And I'm like, you want the dog? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. 
So I go get the dog. I'm like, hey, can we get the dog out? Because he wants to talk to the dog. So the dog comes out. He's like, happy. Okay, I'm sorry. He's perfect. He's mm, yeah, just yeah, working on a career yeah, in mumble rap. That right now uh, with the whining and everything. So he goes. <laughs> so he gets this little like, bubble maker, like a little lawnmower that shoots out bubbles or whatever. And he's just pushing that through the yard. And he goes, he's like, bubble, bubble. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, there's no bubbles. And he goes, he's, I, I, I shit you not. He looked at me and goes, but mommy had bubble. Go get mommy. <gasps> and I looked at him and I was just like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's what I've been dealing with. That's, that's smart been kid. My, that's been just, my day so far. Just wait until um, oh, your man. kids start saying things at school that you say. Oh, yeah. For instance, one of my daughters keeps getting in trouble for saying, what the literally just what the but like what the and um i don't know where she could have gotten that from so the... i always yeah because you guys I i've been around you guys you guys yeah, don't yeah, censor yeah, yourself so, at doing that so, you you finish it I made a mistake today this is the last part of this <laughs> so Wait, we walked around the house you did you, you did plus record right you yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's good. okay. <laughs> um, so I made a mistake, and the mistake was I ended up letting him walk around the house, and he comes back around the side of the house, and he looks at which uh, would be like the thing where the gas comes in, like the big okay thing, and he goes "wawa," and I go "no, buddy, that's gas." And he goes "ass," all right, ass, and I'm like, "oh my god, now it's ass, yeah, it's gas, but great." <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't even mean to say something that he would take yeah. that would be love bad, it but now he's going to be saying well you know okay it, it, during the intermission um remind me to tell you some of the funny stuff that the girls have said perfect i can't wait yes. for that mm -hmm. and on that note kelly please please take us <laughs> i mean you're the host you're the host. You can you can make it. it you could do two so or three intermissions if you wanted. Right. Uh, both of these stories are not brought to you by me. They are brought to you by my co-host. Um, thank you, Brian. All right. The first one is about a Nebraska state senator named Bruce Bostelman. Now, Bruce heard about a... I'm just going to go straight out and say it. It was, it, was, it was a rumor. He heard a rumor. Um, I'm just going to read his quote directly. This is what he said on the state Senate floor. I'm a little shocked it's something called furries. We all know what, first of all, we all know what furries are. We, we've talked about furries on the podcast. Potato. It's true. Mm -hmm. Last week also we talked potato. about controllers that are kind of furries. Or tomato. Or kind of. Or, or, or maybe. And, okay, so. Frittata. Yeah, so we, we've, we've discussed furries, about furries before. <clears throat> talked about furries before. Frittatas. Yeah. He says, I'm a little shocked. 
It's something called furries. And if you don't know what furries are, it's where, and here's where his definition goes south, school children dress up as animals, cats or dogs, during the school day. They meow and they bark and they interact with their school, with their teachers in this fashion. And now schools are wanting to put litter boxes in the schools for these children to use. How is it sanitary? How is this sanitary? So he heard a rumor about um, a kid who was demanding to be able to use a litter box instead of the restroom provided at the school. And when that child was told no, defecated in the floor. Never happened. Can't find any evidence of this ever happening. That uh, happens here at my house with my cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. they, they reached out to the actual schools. They reached out to the actual schools that were you know, part of the this. rumor. And they're like, so no, what are you talking about? started on um, some fake news YouTube BS um, about different schools. Um, fake tube. And... Uh, Clearly, no, never happened, but Bosselman didn't do his due diligence. It gets called out by a reporter. You know, what I do like, though, is that his definition of furries tamer. is mm. fairly <laughs> accurate, except for the child part. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to oh, say no, absolutely again. Not. Hey, I'm not here to king chain uh, or or what it, or, or like I cosplay and cosplay in some ways is a step away from being a furry as well. It's you know, cause furry is just a different type yeah, of cosplay. It's totally thing. cool. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I don't no. I, I don't have problems with that. Uh, I, I also I'm not saying here that that no. furries uh, yeah, are going to defecate on the ground because they don't, they don't a have a litter box. But I mean, most of his definition yes. was. Well, no, that's that. Well, that's yeah, scat exactly. play, and, and typically furries well, don't do that because their costumes do cost do too darn stuff. much. You said doo doo. Yes, but yes, yes, yes. Yiffy. I did say doo doo. She did say doo doo. Uh, okay, so. I will uh, drink to that. <laughs> yes, we're all 12 here. On to the, the drinking okay. game. Cool. <laughs> all three of us said it. I was just calling it out. Telling you what so you this reporter, ah, John. New Kipper. bingo card. Gets a hold of this uh, in. Yes. <laughs> he was a cunning little nipper. They broke his ass with chunks of glass. What? Posted or, the video anyway. of Bosselman on this, like I said, the state Senate floor, believing every word he's saying without ever doing a fact check. I will say. Bosselman is a Republican in the Nebraska State Senate. Take that for what it's worth. It, I, I will. I'll. I mean, I well, I could see well, some old codger Democrat the, doing the a similar thing. <laughs> thing has become a very big. There, there is a certain sect of the Republican Party who hasn't been doing a whole lot of fact checking. And I think he kind of falls into that category. Uh, so we will retweet this, the John Kipper's original tweet, because it's actually pretty hysterical. This actually reminds me 
about a uh, lawsuit or I want to say it was a lawsuit. It was a sheriff in a rinky-dink little town. I cannot remember which town, and I will try to find it so that I have better information. To Probably talk where about I grew up. Checking, <laughs> who was on the stand and quoting from an article that he had read that provided data <clears throat> stating that marijuana overdoses occur this many times and have killed this many people and blah, 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 blah. The article that he was quoting from, though, was from The Onion. And oh, nice. Yes. So I'll try to find that one, too. Anyway, right. I, I thought that this was pretty hysterical. My favorite subreddit is That's not hilarious. And it's the things that actually aren't I, The Onion, but they yes, seem like they'd be The Onion. That is a good subreddit, actually. <laughs> That's my favorite. That is a good one. <laughs> potato uh there there's another site too Actually, that that we're gonna add that to the bingo card yes <laughs> this may get dangerous yeah right there's another site called literally unbelievable or something like that that uh the problem with um, this new addition cribs off the onion as well game so is that pretty good the listeners who are listening to us on the podcast wherever they may listen to it not live aren't going to know what we're talking about because on the podcast, it's just we're just saying potato and then right. we drink. So new drinking word is potato. That's our safe word. And uh, it is what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There we go. I, I guess it's considered our social. The, the yiffiness got out of control, potato. so we yell so, potato. There, there it is. <laughs> safe word. <laughs> our social word. All right. The next article or story um, comes to you thanks to Saisia. Thank you. About a guy who has ALS, has had ALS, um, it, it was diagnosed quite a while ago. Um, some people with ALS can actually live, you typically, I guess they die between three, two to five years from being diagnosed, but some people do live a lot longer, Stephen Hawking did. Uh, this guy was diagnosed in 2018 by or by 2018 uh could not could only move his eyes they implanted two square electrodes in his brain and over the course of several years he's actually been able to start communicating um it was a very slow journey to being able to communicate but there it's a it works on um binary uses the brain waves with, with binary communication. So basically like, yes, no. So when my understanding, and it could be misunderstanding, but I believe that these binary responses come from uh, the electrodes. He's presented a letter. And if that's a letter he wants to say, he does something in his brain that clicks the yes. And that information then goes to a, computer or something so it's a very slow process okay it's a very no you're you're understanding from me reading you're you're me reading you're understanding 100 because he's probably got to go through the whole alphabet and whatnot but he actually is able to communicate one of the things he has communicated to his caretakers is that is i want a beer which i think is amazing 
He has I also communicated, like, I really like this guy. Said he wanted to listen to, to Tool loud. He specifically <laughs> requested loud. Tool is a band, if you mm -hmm. are not familiar. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you don't know who Tool is, we can't be friends. I, I can't believe you just... We we didn't go too in depth on furries, well, but you had sure. to like let yeah. people know that Tool was a band. Of my heart, man. I gotta <laughs> yes, yes. Come on, the love. My God, like it's not like there's some rinky dink out of like metal, like butt peddling Wisconsin. <laughs> no, you don't have to be in metal to know about Tool. We consider Tool metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, but that's Stop what Mike said. Tool. So I'm just <laughs> and I'm let me finish rebuttaling his, his yeah, bottle. So that's he true. also requested a head massage from his mom, ordering curry. He's asked his caretakers to um, make sure that his head is elevated and straight when people are in the room. <laughs> and also specifically asked for, he said, for food, I want to have curry with potato, then bolognese and potato soup. So that is pretty amazing. And he also told his four-year-old son, I love my cool son. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was yeah. so sweet. I was like. <laughs> so. Yeah. I also, I also, it, you know, it, it is slow because they have to present a letter and he says yes or no. Yeah. And if it's no, they go on to the next letter and the next letter, next letter, next. So it's like this. And I'm like. They just need to talk oh, right. to the cell phone companies I, I, and like I'm get some predictive text all up in this mother. Of just starting with A. Yeah, like you true, started spelling this word. <laughs> I'm sure that like <laughs> now at least it's like, okay, so let's pick at least the most common letters first, you know. But uh you know, like to to your point, Brian, I think that that would be actually be, you know, genius. Yeah. The predictive I mean, the thing text is, it's, I, it's I like pretty they, they, they should move along then. Like, yeah, Which of these five amazing. words did you want this or continue spelling? Basically, been paralyzed mm -hmm. and is now able to at least communicate in some fashion. Mm -hmm. Whether you know, how long it takes, mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's still pretty awesome. That's why I sent it to you because I was like, you know, this is, yeah. like, I mean, obviously not funny or anything that he's like paralyzed basically. Um, but I thought it was really cool that like his first thought was, "I want a beer," because like I could imagine, especially like not being able to have anything like that, yeah. anything that, you know, kind of gives you, well, he's been on drugs, I'm sure, but not like, like just casual when I have yeah. a beer, you know, like the taste of beer. People really like that. Some people do. Uh, oh, yeah. They're not just out to get wasted. Yeah. Like, you know. I also think it's amazing because mm -hmm. they, they put the electrodes in the brain and it was a long, like he, he could still for some time, uh, communicate similar to Stephen Hawking, yes. where he used eye movements initially, yeah, to be able to spell stuff out. So you the, know that because this progressively got worse and worse and worse. Yeah, uh, and and he he had agreed to do it right. earlier. Yeah. So he so it progressively gotten worse, and so he had agreed to do this long long enough before it had gotten that bad, so that they could learn from it, and he's. You basically had to reprogram part of his brain to be able to like trigger these electrodes in our life. And 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 he doesn't and the, the trouble is is mm -hmm. he doesn't know which part of his brain to reprogram. He's like, okay, is it the part where I lift my left 
pinky that activates that? Or is it when I think of the smell of urine and it activates it? You're like, he, he literally has to play around with these different concepts and find out what's activating them. And they know different parts of the brain do different things. So like that helps narrow it down a little bit, but it's, it's just yeah, fascinating that they were able to get this done. All, All right. right. Well, that's, that's what I had from well, the corner. You know, sometimes we think too much. No, sometimes we have to move into uh, the news. Live reporting from the studio. We're going to start off with, uh, well, me, I guess. So. If you're not familiar, <laughs> we're going to start off Move with the me. silk. All right. Uh, <laughs> have you guys heard about me yet? So as we all know, uh, Microsoft has a subscription service called Xbox Game Pass, uh, which they revealed a couple of years ago and has been progressively adding lots and lots of titles, uh, whether it's same day launch or whatever. Uh, there's just been there's there's multiple uh, different directions with it. There's also uh, there's a computer portion of it where it's just Xbox Game Pass for PC. There's the console version of it, which has different games as well. And there's also now Xbox Game Cloud uh, or Cloud Gaming, uh, which has, you know, all those games like available to stream really quick. Um, so everybody's been saying like, OK, well, what about PlayStation? Because PlayStation's had something similar, PlayStation Plus over the years um, that gives you for a subscription service, gives you different games that you can play. Uh, part of this deal, actually, I think uh, Rocket League was one of the first ones that they actually put out there uh, for, you know, same day. Here you go. First day, uh, launch it. We'll play it. And now we hear where that's at. Big success, right? Uh, but so but people have been thinking like, man, like they haven't really done much to it outside of, you know, what they've been doing. Um, so recently, PlayStation's finally announced that they are going to be creating a new subscription service or basically they're, they're separating PlayStation plus and now uh, into a three tier subscription service. So what they're doing is uh, PlayStation now and plus are basically starting three new uh, tiers, uh, which is at the lowest level PlayStation. It's uh, PlayStation plus essentials. Then there's PlayStation plus extra. And then at the top tier would be PlayStation plus premium. So sounds like a great idea, right? Like you get to get like more things. Well, Unfortunately, uh, it doesn't seem that great. So the initial uh, PlayStation Plus Essentials is basically the same thing you get in PlayStation Plus currently today. Uh, includes like your two monthly downloaded games, uh, online access to different multiplayer games, um, your game discounts, your cloud storage, and it costs about $9.99 a month. And different for three or 60 bucks a year if you want to go that route. Or 60 Which bucks sounds a year. great. I mean, that's basically what they're getting now. But they said, hey, if you want to do PlayStation Plus Extra, You'll get everything before, but you'll also get a collection of 400 PS4 games and PS5 games that can be downloaded, um, which are a lot of different titles out there like Spider-Man and you know, Mortal Kombat, things like that. Um, and both both Spider-Man's and also God some of other War. titles. Eventually, they'll they'll kind of sprinkle uh, what's another things one there uh, and that will cost an uh, $14.99. So which is about equivalent which to is Xbox about game. Equivalent I think ultimate to I think 17. That's like 16.99 or something like that. Yeah. With with the biggest difference is Sony flat out said, "No, 
we're well, not going to well, do well, we're same day. We're not there yet. Uh, at least for now. They they didn't. I don't think they said forever. Well, I, we so, were talking, you so said it's not all that great. So I was saying the what the not great part premium, was. Which includes all the above again. Uh, also adds in classic games from PS1, PS2, and PSP. If you guys remember what that is. Uh, or <laughs> most people know Vita. Um, <laughs> also time limited game trials. Uh, PS3 and PS4 game streaming. Um, this service is going to cost seventeen ninety nine or one hundred and twenty or one hundred nineteen ninety nine a month or a year. Um, but as Phoenix said, the the thing that they actually did come out and say is, you know, we're not going to have same day titles. Like we're not going to do that, which is so, shocking to me. Which is kind of kind of strange, you know. <laughs> you're trying to compete, you know. Yeah, it's so so if. The theory is eventually the new release will make it onto here, but it could be six months down the road. Could be more. I mean, we don't know yet. Um, also, it's very interesting that, that PS1 and PS2 are emulated. PS3 is not. <laughs> PS3 is only so, available cloud streaming. I'm trying to see maybe what the name here is. Uh, by the way, there's a fourth tier to make things even more confusing. What's the fourth tier? There's a fourth tier. There's the PlayStation Plus oh, Deluxe. No. PlayStation Plus Deluxe is pretty much the same as premium, except it is what is being offered at that tier level at countries where Sony doesn't offer streaming of the game. So Jim Ryan, who's the CEO of PlayStation, uh, had a quote after they actually, so I'm reading from a, a games article and we can post a link to this if you guys want to check out the full article, but uh, I just gave you the highlights, but uh, the quote they actually told him in this interview was uh, he said, we have combined subscription numbers in excess of 50 million now. And we're happy with that. That's a good number. We're happy with that. <laughs> and it continues but we really do feel that we can do better in a way that we can offer these services to our gamers and subscription uh, subscribers. For example, 75% of those who subscribe to PlayStation now also subscribe to PlayStation plus. We think that we should do better by those people and just, and that's just one example. So I, I hear you. I, I see that you're trying to make progress, but unfortunately most people are going to have to pay more for what they already received or already were getting from yeah. the between the different ones they had before. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, and a couple of people are kind of upset too, because see Xbox offers the backwards compatibility that if you have the disc, if you own the disc, you just can play that older game. Uh, and Sony to be able to play some of the older games, you have to go, you know, to certain levels. Most, most time you have to go up to the plus premium level to get, to play some of these older games. Uh, and you have to pay for that. So you don't get the advantage of like, Oh, I have this huge collection. Cause like my, maybe my first console was PS two and I have 150 games for the PS two, but I can't play any of them because Clearly they have an emulator. Clearly they could do this, but they didn't take the time to validate that my disc was authentic so that I could just play that game. 
So I, that that's one of the other complaints that I've seen out on the so, social I mean, it's, sphere. It's a step towards, I would say like the right direction sort of in, in some aspects, because, you know, subscription models we've talked about before are a thing that most companies now have realized that that's the future. People don't want to pay for all this stuff. They're not going to use. They want to pay for what they want and using subscription models are great for that. Unfortunately, in this case, the price point for what they're getting doesn't really seem for what they were getting before. Like it's now they're having to, to kind of yeah. pay a lesser price, but they're not really getting like to stay the same price. They're going to have to get a little less than what they were already receiving. And it doesn't seem like they really thought that one through to me. And, and we'll cover more of the Xbox game pass stuff later uh, in a different sense on how that also makes sense. But um, I don't know, just like I said, step forward sort of, but almost like two steps backwards in this case, uh, I'm sure we'll, opposites attract at the risk of getting dmca i will not (laughs) so moving on that's later another big announcement today which is not really a surprise as we kind of saw this coming over the last two years almost Hmm. uh it is bruised at break today but it is news uh, it broke today so that's kind of cool it's timely it's timely um, but E3 announced today that they're canceling their in-person yeah. and virtual event this year. So typically um, we have seen uh, since 2020, since COVID happened, um, you know, obviously all the conventions basically in 2020 canceled and it was, uh, you know, can we do even vir- do virtual? Like most places uh, outside of PAX, most places Not didn't all. do virtual before. They were just kind of like, okay, we need to do something because, you know, we have a lot of money tied up in this and what do we do? Uh, and PAX was kind of like, hey, guys, check this out, even though they did. But the thing is, they went last, so nobody got to really copy them. They just had to to, to see what happened, um, which turned into 2021 being a little better. People were doing a little bit more in person, but the people who wanted to stay virtual learned a lot of stuff and they were able to present mm-hmm. a little better and you know do a little more things. Um, this year, E3 has decided that they're not doing in person, which kind of makes sense, because before this, even before COVID, the numbers were already kind of dropping from E3. You have, you know, uh, like Bethesda was having their own reveal of everything. Nintendo has Nintendo direct. You have Sony doing their own show. So having E3, having all these big name developers and studios there didn't really make sense anymore. They weren't really revealing a whole lot of new stuff because they wanted to keep it for their own show. Well, also, also E3 was an industry commercial event and not a it wasn't even a press event although press was always all over it because a lot like you said a lot of reveals and stuff uh but it wasn't a press event it wasn't a a consumer event it was for companies to meet with people to pre-sale copies basically like we're going to sit down with walmart or best buy or gamestop and we're going to show them awesome game and we're going to get a commitment to buy a hundred thousand copies of this stuff. So that's the other side of it is no. they just didn't need to meet in person for that anymore and haven't for yeah, and it wasn't years like before cheap. COVID it wasn't like a cheap thing to go to. It was less of an in-person thing you that want to just go to yeah. E3. Like God, it's, no. it's not to mention you have to fly. Was it in LA or San Diego? It's, uh, yeah, California. So if you're like us on the Sorry. East Coast, you have to literally pay a premium just to get there uh, round trip. And then you have to pay for 
E3? Really? One, one year it was in Georgia. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Like the second yeah, or wow. third or fourth. It was like really early in sense. it. Because it started off in Vegas. It was a Vegas thing. Um, I, well, okay. No, I could be wrong on that. Uh, the 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 show before it started off in Vegas. I don't think, I don't uh, know if E3 yeah, anyway, was ever so it's, you know, one year it was there, in Georgia. It costs a lot of money. Sorry. Then you get a hotel. Then, you know, you go to this event. It doesn't, it's not cheap. So there's a lot of money involved in this. And it's like. And it costs a ton mm-hmm. for the studios because they got to stop working on the game. Yep. And they got to work on this one-off demo that uh, that they that they then you know like because they don't have enough time to make that demo work properly on the like super super pre-alpha not ready code that they have right that not only do they have to work on this demo do but then they have to train somebody okay <laughs> do not you can do these thing. areas yeah. and you can walk over here right or don't open this do- don't let anyone open this door you'll crash the whole thing you know and so yeah it was it was it cost them a lot of time and a lot of money that could so, have been spent as we saw last year they working actually canceled on the game. in 2021 uh for i'm sorry in 2021 they actually canceled in january and said like you know not this year we're going to see what happens um so they came back this year and uh they actually made in a statement now. They actually made a statement for 2022's cancellation and said that uh, we will devote all of our energy and resources to delivering a revitalized physical and digital E3 experience next summer. Whether enjoyed from the show floor or from your favorite devices, the 2023 showcase will bring the community, media, and industry back together in an all-new format and interactive experience. We look forward to presenting E3 to fans around the world live from Los Angeles in 2023. All that does scream to me is we're going to be in the metaverse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I hope not. God, uh, and, and you know, and it's funny because I feel like E three is old, and like the the like the people behind E three, I, I could see them going like, "That's gonna work. We're gonna put it in the metaverse. People yes. are gonna they're gonna love that. Right? Everybody's gonna be in the metaverse in twenty twenty three. Yeah, E three is gonna be sponsored by Facebook or Meta. Yeah. At this point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But ultimately, we've said it before. I, I could see E three phasing out eventually, just because. Or, or they're going to have to change their whole model, right? Like they're going to really have to, to really, you know, revamp their pricing, revamp how to get studios in. Because again, all of these studios have made their own thing at this point. And, yeah. and the ones that they do attend, like PAX and other things like that, like it's not an arm and a leg to, to get your booth in. You can just go there, hang out with your people, and then you know, give out some merch, show some things off and hang out, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but not still like that. Still so, expensive. We'll see. It's like, like... For people like you and me, it's super expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's no way I would ever do it type expensive. But for, um, for, you know, the indie studios, you know, they're, even they, it's going to be super expensive for like them, but you know, to, they, they get a lot of marketing out of it. Almost rebrand at this point. Um, cause this isn't the days of, you know, early Nintendo and Sega and mm-hmm. the wars that used to be with consoles and like, you know, they were trying to, to figure it's really not there anymore. Like with all the studios being the way they are now and all of the consoles kind of, yeah. And all of the consoles, it's just cause and, you don't uh, go on 4chan. Now, like there's not really a console war anymore because you know, Sony's doing their thing. Xbox is doing their thing. Microsoft's doing their thing. And that's it. There there's is. no, and Nintendo's always just doing their thing. So like, <laughs> there's really not a, you know, different. Yeah. I, I, I get you though. The, the companies aren't having the war anymore, but boy, the fans still are. 
But I mean, yeah, they've been trying to rebrand because they've been trying to rebrand to get it so that to become a consumer event to get the public in there. Um, but they, but the, the trouble is, is E3 is put on by ESA, the electronic software association and the electronic software association is what bunch of software companies coming together. Uh, you know, like, you know, EA is in there and like, you know, Microsoft, uh, at least was, was a part of it. I, I think they still are. Sony might've pulled out of ESA. I'm not sure, but they're all in there. Cause it's a lobbying group is what it is. Right. They, they make sure that, you know, to go against laws that are going to hurt their industry and, and promote laws that help their industry. Uh, and they're going and there, they also put on the E3 show because it was meant for again, you know, B2B yeah. back in the day. No, it makes sense. Business so, to business. I mean, sorry. It, it's, it sucks if you're planning on going to E3 this year, maybe right. wanting to go. Uh, and, and I do envy those who did go to the last one because like Final Fantasy VII Remake was like announced and people got to actually play it live. You know, that's great. I had a friend that, you know, from work that I worked with that actually went and like, I was just like listening to him tell me the story about him playing and how awesome it was. It was great. Um, but I don't see, I don't see E3 really coming back. I mean, they, they may come back next year, like they said. Uh, and, you know, maybe they already thought this. Yeah. Maybe they are going to come back with a new invigorated, you know, new show, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see it continuing after this. Uh, and maybe they'll put their time forth somewhere else. Yeah. Well, what is back is PAX East. PAX East was PAX East 2020 was an in-person event. Uh, it was February back then, I think. So it was really early in the, the pandemic uh, so there has been PAX West since then physically just uh, a little bit earlier in 2021, but PAX East isn't about, it's in three weeks, starts in Thursday in three weeks. They released the expo floor list today and that everybody's been waiting on that. And typically they release it far before this, uh, because they, t you know, typically have all the big names lined up and as Venus white star predicted, yeah. none of the big boys are there. So now I thought maybe one or two would make it. Um, but this was based off of PAX West. Didn't have Nintendo, didn't have Sony, didn't have Microsoft, uh, on PAX West 2021. <laughs> uh, they were all there for 2020. Uh, only like really Bandai Namco was there for PAX West 2021. Uh, this year, no EA, no Activision Blizzard, no Bandai Namco, no Sony, Microsoft, or, uh, or Nintendo, uh, no Bethesda. None of them are going to be there but they got a whole list of indies all over the place. They have some medium -ish studios like Larian studios, the people behind Pathfinder, and nice. they're now doing the Baldur's Gate three. They're going to be there uh, as well as uh, Intel has a massive booth. The biggest booth is Intel. They encroached into Nintendo's normal area uh, for certain. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, and Discord has like a huge booth. Um, and a, um, I mean, so many indie developers. Like, Gearbox is there. Yes, I was looking at the list. Like, wow, this is the, like tons. And for this type of show, being that none of the big boys, like you said, are there, or 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 whatever, big whatever, they're there. Uh, like big girls, big they them, big them. Um, but yes. it's big it's they them. If you are into indie games, which realistically, yep. over the last few years, um, you know, I've been geared towards more of the, the indie games because they usually have a little more like heart put geared. in them, a little more feeling yep. it has better uh-huh. better story and everything even though they may not be yeah. made by a triple a studio they're still really good i mean that and i hate to say this out there we always do this but phasmophobia like look at that one yeah. developer you know made a game that like we've spent lots of hours on and, mm-hmm. and not to mention the list of everything else that we've played over the last couple of years yeah. but but it'll be good to like see those people that are just out there mm-hmm. and, and by the way yeah. we're going oh well me and phoenix are so we'll see you there if you're going. We'll see you there. So, um, yeah. Well, and that's, uh, I mean, not too much of a secret, but that's how we lined up our developer interviews that we've had so far. Is that we we go out and market and approach people uh, during pet. Uh, we did it Pax West, uh, and that's how we got a couple people lined up. We're going to do it again uh, here on Pax East. By the way, and if you um, if you do go and you see us. I was going to say something else. Tell I totally me, forgot or tell us that you saw us on the podcast and that you watch us and tell us something that we'll know. I'll give you some swag. I'll give you some, some swag. Some, I'm going to bring some, some stuff. Swag. Okay. Some swag. I'm going to bring some I stuff. Thought, with I, me. I heard sack. Did anybody else hear sack? It was just me. I don't know. That, Cause I was like, that's not okay. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to no, have, have some things with me that I'll be giving away uh, as long as I have them in quantity. Uh, as soon as they're out, they're out. But yeah, let us know. We'll give you some free stuff. So, <laughs> Uh, Demirin, Demirin does, does give a mm. uh, a pro tip to anyone that might approach you at PAX East, <laughs> which is do not drink with Zeisia. Uh The nice thing is is the uh, the oh, the show is mostly dry, anyway, so PAX that kind of helps. Uh, I did the, I did want to say nighttime. nighttime is different. No, no, it's no, it's totally worth it. Outside and come in. I mean, it's, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's totally worth it. Uh, but conferences where they were dry too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's the, not DragonCon. Well, yeah, but how many of those conferences had a lot of scantily clad cosplayers yeah. running I, I, around too? Yeah, and then I, 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 I've drunk. Never worked in an industry yeah. where I've had to do that. So, yeah, no. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mixing drunk people with that is not a good thing. But uh, the other thing I want to say really quick too is, is like E3 rebranding, changing. I think PAX is going to have to too because in many ways – the things I said about the big companies having to get ready to E3 and be very expensive and time consumed to them, that applies to PAX too. And if they're seeing that they don't need to do all that, they're not going to spend the time on that. I, it's not to say that they're not going to have a booth and like show off some stuff, but I don't think that they're necessarily going to bring the super early demos as much as they used to. I think that's going to change even when those companies come back to PAX, if they ever do, maybe, maybe PAX just continues to be more of an indie and, show. And PAX South that, was almost always PAX. an indie show like that. You spoke about so. PAX South, which is not a thing anymore. So I'm yeah. sure they're going to look at themselves too and look at the footprint they have and say, do That's you correct. really need, you know, four different mm-hmm. PAX around the world? I guess technically three in the US or used to be three. Well, I guess still yeah. technically three if they have unplugged, but um, because of Prime, yep. they have 
you know, East, which yep. is the one that over here in Boston. And then they have unplugged, which I think is also in Boston. And then you have PAX Australia. So you have all these different events that they're spending a lot of time and having vendors come out and things. And, and as you see over time, those vendors are probably going to start backing out and kind of, like you said, doing a little bit of things here and there. So I think PAX will evolve uh, as we've already seen, you know, at least the virtual last year or in 2020 mm-hmm. at least. Uh, they really, they really did it. Like I, I had never been to a PAX in person. I joined the PAX week that they did and it was really great via discord, like being able to go to their discord and, you know, play a game and like see all these different, like different panels on their website and just different things like that. It was, it was really neat experience. And, and I can see them still trying to, to make that happen as the time goes on. Uh, but you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's, we'll see. We will, that's all we will always see. Cause you know, things, things change. So this odd thing happened recently. Bungie has uh, brought a lawsuit against 10 John Doe's uh, as well as uh, I believe they've also brought a lawsuit against YouTube as well uh, because of the DMCA takedown process that they have. So the, the whole idea is, is if somebody uses your intellectual property, you can do a DMCA takedown against them, um, digital millennium copyright act. And that, uh, demonetizers of video at the minimum, they can also make it, uh, depending on severity and stuff like that, or, or number of times happening where they take down the video entirely. Uh, yeah. and that's a necessary thing. Here's the problem. Uh, wasn't widely known, but any person anywhere in the world can issue takedown notices on behalf of any other rights holder. So they can, I, I can say, oh, these videos, I, I, I'm part of the Sony Microsoft war and I don't like these Xbox videos. So I can pretend that I work for Xbox and say, oh, these videos are violation of our copyright. Please take them down. I don't know why they're showing up on the Xbox YouTube channel and they can just DMC strikes against these. It's hilarious in a way. Uh, apparently 10 guys figured this out. 10 people, I should say. Um, Cause I don't know. They're John Doe's. And they, uh, around March 17th, they started targeting destiny YouTubers, right? So not the dead destiny channel itself, but destiny YouTubers, um, including some very popular ones that have like close to a million subscribers. And they did DMC takedowns. And, and of course, because these people are like, Bungie, what the heck, dude, I'm like streaming your game. Like, why are you doing a takedown against me? And they're getting mad yeah. at Bungie Did, didn't and Bungie has nothing to, to do you, with it. Mike, didn't your brother, you uh, were, it's, was using one of your brother's songs in a video or something and you got DMCA and you're like, I got permission to use this. I think so. Yeah. I had some of the, the okay. music that yeah. he had wrote that, I mean, he physically gave me permission because yeah. he just told me, yeah. Yeah, he just told me that <laughs> since like he made it. He's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and it's yeah. funny because even that, like with Twitch, we've seen that in the past with the new soundtrack they put out. Like, hey, don't play crazy music from Spotify that we don't have licenses for. Use our own program. Twitch 
spot uh twitch soundtrack mm. and we the first week that we started using it like we yeah. got dmca'd by twitch because we were playing music that we never, i'm like but i'm using your software you, you, like, you said to do it you told me to play like it's you know and right? you know, it's out there it's actually on our page right now yeah. on twitch you want to go to our, our highlighted clips and i have it there because yeah. it's just funny but <laughs> yeah i mean it's the software is not perfect but i mean i think in this yeah. case there there's a you got to have some sort of human interaction there. And I think the people mm -hmm. that were part of the human interaction on this thing were kind of just kind of dropping the ball, not really paying attention to what was actually being said or what was being reported and just kind of letting the machine do its thing. But it's not really. There's probably yeah, I mean, less there's probably human interaction logs, than you, you know, think to, here to make sure because there's, there's a lot of but. automated bots there's a lot of automated yeah, bots yeah, that just serve up hundreds of thousands of these. Now they will have that filter, like just, and they'll check yeah. those logs when the thing happens. <laughs> no, but it gets worse because Bungie contacted YouTube to reverse this and try to fix things. And while Bun while YouTube makes it super easy for anyone to do this takedown, so easy, yeah. The reverse is extremely complicated, mm -hmm. and they don't have any process set up for it at all. So it took a lot longer to get that, get that fixed than you would think. Um, on top of that, Bungie, uh, <laughs> Bungie's seeking damages of $150,000 for each Good. occurrence, not person occurrence. So the, the, it, this thing just, it tickles Bungie me because just I just can't their new destiny game and ask Papa believe so <laughs> that's what they should do. Yeah. And it's, it's even funnier because like the defendants, uh, apparently got caught in this cause oh, they gloated and wow. kind of confessed to it. Cause like the whole, mm. the whole, like it was happening and everybody was blaming Bungie. So it was going nuts all over the community. Like Dummies. all these people were talking about it. And of course these guys are like, man, Bungie's oh getting God. all the credit. Let's it. get I'd like, but it. we're the ones like, that do it. Let's, Oh, I, we're going to get I notoriety. Love, like they cannot stand not getting the credit. Oh God. Fuck. Right. It's hilarious. Oh, although, wow. although Bungie doesn't have their actual real names yet. They're trying to get that from YouTube. So I guess they took credit under That's their, probably the only way they're going to get this back. YouTube names or something. I don't because know. Because of the people actually working for Bungie are the ones that are, at fault here. So they'll probably be like, all right, well, if it was your own employees, all right, well, we'll just give you the names and those people obviously be fired and we'll just call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought they did. Yeah, but it, but they don't work for Bungie. Oh, they yeah, were just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. okay. No, no, that's the thing. Anyone in the world can pretend the like they work for Bungie mm -hmm. and submit this. That's what makes this so scary. I mean, literally, actually, James the Great could DMCA us. Is those people actually do work for Bungie, and they're going to find <laughs> out that they're on their payroll. That would be pretty. Yeah, well, actually, they'd have a lot of explaining like to do if they did. That's sorry, if that's the case. All right. Speaking of stories in articles, <laughs> oh really? And news stories. So she she's icy at this up. That was that was almost that's what we're here for, tea. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, speaking right. Of news, <laughs> right? Of the news. <laughs> ding, da, da, ding, do, do, do. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Yes. (laughs) Recently, uh, some 15 workers from Raven Software wrote a letter to the CEO of Xbox, uh, Satya Nadella. Did I say that or what? Uh, Satya Nadella. um, Basically asking it like... To encourage the Blizzard Activision folks to unionize, we've talked a lot about Blizzard Activision. Blizzard, Blizzard Activision. I made one up. I, I like made, it. Oh, maybe that'll it. be the title of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I know. Gosh, I know. I know. I, Kelly, you got to drink more I wine. Drink, you can't I talk. Can read and talk, and everything's fine. We've talked a lot about the sexist culture, the horrible, horrible harassment that has taken place within Blizzard Activision. I'm going to keep saying the wrong thing. I like it. And we've also discussed the pending purchase of Blizzard Activision by Microsoft and how we think that that will positively impact the culture. And so far it does seem like it is going to have a positive impact. You know, Phil Spencer has been. By the way, I love the fact that you said that because there is a number of, mm-hmm. I might mess this up. I think senators, maybe congressmen, but I might, I'm not sure what that wrote a letter, Bernie Sanders being one of them, uh, that wrote a letter to the FTC saying they are concerned about this impending merger, about how it may make the sexual harassment problems at Activision Blizzard worse. So stopping the merger and allowing the asshats that are already there to continue doing what they're doing is somehow better? Sorry, I, I just read that today and I had to throw that you out. You cite your sources. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> next, next, they're going to be talking about furries in yeah. school demanding litter boxes. Yep, he read that on the onion today. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, the vice president and uh, general counsel. Her name is Lisa Tanzi. She's, uh, yeah, corporate vice president and general counsel, uh, Lisa Tanzi, did uh, provide a statement saying that Microsoft respects Blizz and Activision. Blizz, Activision? I'm really <laughs> so sorry, guys. Activision. <laughs> I'm fascinated Activision by the Zeisia. Tell me more about right. this. To choose whether to rep- you know what? be represented by a labor organization <laughs> and will honor those decisions. So they are neither encouraging nor discouraging and holding true to their, you know, <clears throat> right now we are hands off. We are respecting our employees. If this is what they feel is necessary right now, go for it. They are not going to, you know, try to push one way or the other, which is the opposite of which Activism Blizzard has done. They hired a law firm that vocally discouraged it, uh, created PowerPoint slides, stuff like that. So I think it's mm-hmm. pretty cool that they are trying to <laughs> be what? 
you know it's serious when they make PowerPoint slides, man. I mean, like, <laughs> yes. You know that's that's some serious shit. Hold on. <laughs> Let me pull up my PowerPoint. Oh yeah, my God. I, I do that. Did he have like a little pointer too, like the clicker that he can click to the next one? Because like, that would with, be with 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 the laser pointer on it. Oh yeah, like, like that's. Mm, I'm gonna circle right here. Looking at slide B yeah. A <laughs> yes. B two. You know. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, so they are uh, not encouraging, not discouraging. They want the employees to be able to do what they want, and we'll honor that um, in the impending purchase that will hopefully uh, be finalized in 2023. So that's pretty awesome. Anyway, mm-hmm. man, what what a time to be alive! What a time! Is there a reason a we're uh, blasting an article out there live? I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. You told me to cite my sources. You are the that reason. Was a joke. Jeez. Ask okay. and uh, you shall so receive. That is. <laughs> I was Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and Cory Booker. So that's and been, Sheldon Whitehouse. Oh, we're okay. <clears throat> we're going to come F- back and we're going to talk about the games and things that we've been playing. Right and after a word from our sponsors. Hey, sassy gamers! If you're like us. Time is just something we don't have enough of. Between working, podcasting, and our own personal lives, it's hard to maintain a balanced lifestyle. When it comes to editing our podcast, I didn't go to school for sound engineering. Did you? (laughs) I can't say I did either. I don't know about you, but I don't have time to research how to make your podcast sound good or podcasts for dummies. You think people might not notice the really loud outbursts and fading voices, but they do. And this is where Loudness FM comes in. You simply go to loudness.fm, select the options you want to use, and upload your audio track. Fast, easy, and with no experience required. Loudness FM allows you to clean up your audio tracks, level the speaker's volumes, reduce background noise, and more, all with a single click. So if you're like us, and you want to have a podcast without having to learn all the ins and outs of recording, Loudness FM will be your tool. We recommend you check out loudness.fm to get started. Again, that's L-O-U-D-N-E-S-S dot F-M. Cheers. And we're back. And we're done. That was the perfect. Why would you do that? That's dumb. (laughs) That is the perfect thing ever. Uh, we're going back to that. last week when I wasn't here and they were talking about my oh. uh, hand and how I do my countdowns from five. <laughs> and I usually I, I do a mix of like American slash European style and it's not on purpose. It's just that. Well, it is on purpose, but I do it mixed because I can't like drop my pinky by itself and then my my index finger or my ring finger. So I have to like do a thumb in first then pointer and then i switch it to the three and go on from there but so brian during intermission was like you should do this this will really trigger kelly and i went (laughs) with thumb out first thumb down (sighs) first then pointer for then second then middle finger then index and then then her pinky and she almost spit out her drink (laughs) she almost she's like who does one one like like this this? that's just dumb one with one one with your thumb just a one that's a thumbs up man that's not one that's not one and That's not another thing you guys missed on the intermission, we'll do I'm not like going to go into detail. No, you can't. You can't. I just, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I just want you 
to email you pay for it, me right? at goa at sasgaming.com your worst chip. What is the worst bag of chips brand that you don't like? Send me an email, goa at sasgaming.com. I'd love, I'd love to hear this. By the uh, way, I, I want to hear the worst. Put your favorite in too. <laughs> Mike, I... <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, I, I, no, I want to have both Great. because if we, we get enough emails, we'll put a graph together. Also, Senator, right? Like I did like your. That's two. Your, not you said you, the the chip you hated the most, and you're like, but my caveat to it is this yeah, one the other spin yeah, on yeah. it. Oh, that one, that one, those ones are good. Those, those are good though. I mean, I can't. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's the only thing. Anyway, so let's get in to. Gaming news and games we've been playing. Mm-hmm. It plays so well for the audience right now. I, I, I said gaming news, but this is all kind of game you know, of the moment of this week. Mostly. <laughs> games. Hey, it's games. It's just Legion games. Activision yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's, it's games. Firing you right it's now. not what we've been playing. It's just cool stuff about games. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Game of the moment this week was Tunic. Um, This game, Tunic, is... uh, It's just flat out fantastic. Um, I mean, so, so basically... Basically, it is a three-quarter perspective um, game where you go around and you solve some puzzles and you go into a couple of dungeons and you fight a couple of things. Um, and that's, that's just a normal game. There's nothing at all. Fantastic about that. Uh, it, it, it does go a little bit further. Like some games have where there's stuff that you don't have to necessarily do in order. Um, one person beat the first boss using just a stick because she hadn't found the sword yet. And I, and the stick doesn't do a lot of damage at all. So she was real good at the combat. Um, so they do, they do some of this out of order stuff that you can do that other games do. And then they add on to it too, where, you know, you, you, you have areas that are kind of gated until you find certain objects again, like Metroid does, you know, things like that. Uh, and again, these are all things that games do, right? What's really cool about it? Uh, well, and, and they have a they have a decent combat system too. Uh, it's it does combos. You do combos on your attacks. You don't always want to do the combos because that might expose you too much and somebody attacks you. Uh, you have uh, an invincibility roll out of that, so you, maybe you only want to do two attacks this time instead of three, and then roll out. Uh, it, and and the opponents have patterns. So again, things that games do all the time, uh, not always on. Well, that's not souls thing. That's lots of games do that. They do have some things that are like souls ish adjacent, but it's barely tenuous at most. But, um, but all of that stuff is gate gate things that games already do. Not many games combine all of those. Okay, so we've narrowed it down more. But what makes it cool is, and this is actually kind of Souls-like, is they do not hold your hand 
They do not tell you where to go. They don't have object there. There's no, well, I want to say there's no map, but there kind of is, but there's, there's not really objective markers on the map so much. Uh, certainly not ones that appear when you do, there's no rat killing missions. You're just put on this Island ish type thing and told to told nothing. You, you just go and explore and as you explore, you find these pieces of a game manual. And it's very much hearkening back to the really Nintendo era game manuals. Um, maybe even Atari 2600 a little bit. Uh, although I think that's a little slimmer of a manual Nintendo. back I mean, then. They got, they got a bit bigger after that. For sure. uh, yeah. I'm first. I get it. I, I get it. So I much get, so get, that I'm even the screen gabs because it's funny. You guys even read the man read the manuals. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> that's a matter absolutely of isn't. Like, those that's ones. How I need to throw it out. Uh, the, the about the only time I didn't is when so I rented from Blockbuster and it didn't come with the manual. Store got time to read that. Yeah. Hopefully we're a two day rental. <laughs> but uh, even even to doing the screen grabs of the game you're playing in the manual are extremely low res. They got scan lines across them. It very much looks like an, a screen grab off of a very old TV. Uh, and on top of that, the manual for the most part is written in these runes that you can't really read. There's a couple areas that are in English, maybe one or two words in a paragraph. And you kind of understand what's going on because there's all these things hidden in plain sight. you like, you see this manual, you're like, that's great artwork. Okay. And then you've put the pieces together by walking around like, Oh no, it's telling me to do something at this place. And then you learn, oh, I can now upgrade something or I didn't know there was fast travel in this. I just accidentally found out there was fast travel, you know, because I like, why are they, why are they showing me this in this manual? Uh, and some of that hidden in plain sight also then carries over to the game itself where because it's three quarters perspective and it very rarely changes the camera angle. Sometimes it will, but very rarely. Uh, when it doesn't change the camera angle, it will hide paths that you can take just in how the geometry lays or how the artwork is, where you can't normally see the path. You accidentally find paths, or if you're like, we always, we were talking about rubbing against everything during the, during our game of the moment. Uh, you're just, you're rubbing against all these walls until all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I, I just found a secret path. So, and what makes it fantastic is those things combined along with the rest of the game mechanics. It's just this sense of wonder and discovery that so awesome. really haven't had in very many games. You know, either you have the single player game that you're on this path and you can't really deviate too much from that path. Or you climb a tower and all of a sudden 1500 icons show up on your map that is like, and, and just shows you where 
you want to go get upgrade components, go to these 15 places on the map, or you want to do the, you know, so there was a lot of sense of discovery. There's stuff that I haven't found that people that have been playing a, f- a fraction of the time that I've played have found, um, like changing the color of your character. Uh, very, very fun game. It's $29.99 on Steam. It is part of Xbox and PC Game Pass. You can play it on either. Uh, so if you have one of those or the Ultimate, uh, you can check it out as part of your subscription. It's extremely cute and right. very fun. So I highly recommend you go check it out. I've also been playing this game. <laughs> and I have separate opinions. And I'll, and I'll say this with the disclaimer of, you've played this game a lot longer than I have. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm not going to oh, say... I'm not saying this game ain't frustrating. also specifically haven't mentioned something that most people specifically tie this game to, which is glad, because I'm not going to specifically say that either. But ultimately, <laughs> this game, there, there's a lot of... Like you said, there's a lot of neat mechanics. Like the, the manual's a really cool touch, like an artsy touch to add in and having you to go collect that and, and mm-hmm. such. But to me this game isn't anything really that special, quite honestly. And I, and I say that, and I really wanted to like this game. I really did. Uh, being that the things that I've heard in the past of like, you know, what they were comparing <laughs> it to and things that I'm into. But um, I, I feel like we're in this, this sort of rut that, and, and, and again, take this to the grain of salt. This is maybe just not my style of, not necessarily you, but anybody, uh, this may be just not oh, yeah. my style of game. Um, but it's the same sort of like unity built game that a lot of developers and I, and maybe I say this too, because I, I follow a lot of subreddits for indie developers and even unity developers and they post their game and I see a lot of things going on and it follows the same thing. It's the isometric look with the character running around doing the things. I mean, you just played a game a couple of weeks ago called death store and it verbatim. It's the same style game mm-hmm. character running around hitting things, jumping here, going up the map, you see certain souls angles like bosses souls. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's, but it's well, well, and, and for, for, yeah. for the visual, so, for the I mean, visual part, all only. of that with the character. From yes, Tunic. I would agree same with that game. Again, tunic has a lot of extra little things that I saw that, and I was experiencing that are, well, like I guess I haven't well, played extra big things too, because death door but, is, to me, it's just a lot more it's linear doing, than it's doing a better job. Is. It's doing a better job than most of the other games that I've seen. But ultimately, like mm-hmm. I, I just don't and they are get similar. into this style of game. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the isometric feel or if it's just the yeah. your character running around and hitting things with a stick. I, I, I don't know. I, I see the similarities to other games. We weren't going to say the name, okay? Um. No, so and that's a good point. Hey, she didn't I compare am a huge Zelda fan. Ju- and when I say I'm a huge Zelda fan, you have to understand that because there's a lot of different mm-hmm. Zeldas, right? Like there's a lot of different like Zelda initially on the NES was yeah. a top down game, like bird's eye view of your character running around. And it's a lot different than, yes. you know, Breath of the Wild nowadays, which is like Skyrim just with Link. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but you know, the ones that I remember specifically are right. like, you know, Ocarina of Time or A Link to the Past on SNES. It's and even SNES was top down, but it was still a different style of game. And I felt like there there was just more. To, and this may just be me being a fanboy and this may be just me being the way I am, like just subconsciously not wanting to like this game. 
Um, but really, I think the isometric feel to me is really the thing that just those style games to me, I'm kind of just over. Them. So like if I felt like if I saw this one maybe first, I'd be like, wow, this is really like a really a unique, amazing game. But just seeing this, I'm just kind of like it's just like every other game that's out there right now. And I'm not really intrigued to keep playing it. So, again, take that with a grain of salt. I watched you play it and I know you're having a great time with it. This is great. I just know personally, I'm not a really big fan of it. Um, but if, to I, just if I can yeah. just speak so. for the audience real quick. Oof, well, yeah. And, and... <laughs> so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the developer did a great job. The game is very well looking. There's a lot of cool, unique things that, you know, we were seeing in his stream along with just me playing it. Um, I'm just not interested in this style of game now. Like it's, these are just, just not my thing. So anyway, Which is I fine. figured I'd put that in there at the two cents. Cause you know, yeah. Uh, and, and, well, the other thing about it, too, is it I would like to say, like just about any game out there, if this is not someone's type of game, yeah, this is not going to be the game to change your yeah, mind. And because there's that, too, because if the, you know, because like like 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, if you're not kind of into like like the anime motif that game's not going to change your mind because it's all about it. Right. And, and that's yeah. totally cool. And, and that's I'll say why this, though, have so many different types of games. This is not a souls like game. And we, we were talking about this on the actual thing because people have been throwing that. Oh man, it's a souls like yeah. game. Like that which is, is so, which is why I'm overusing point. it. Yeah. I, right. yeah, yeah. Not, I, I know I'm you are just playing into the joke, but it's, but it's, I want people to understand what this game is. If you want to play this, if you hear someone say it's souls, like it's not souls. Like if you're into souls games, I'm not saying that you won't like this game, but I don't expect this to be a souls game. There are mechanics yeah, that is. are similar, like some mechanics, but like you said, no, there's a lot of games that do similar things. It's, it's literally, it's literally like taking a, a game like the remake, mm-hmm of doom right and its sequel which has rpg type elements in it of like increasing your powers and increasing your weapon powers and stuff like that and then calling doom an rpg right it's literally like that it yes it borrows some mechanics from some things but it is not the same type of game i agree 100 so you're not gonna you're not gonna go out there and expect to beat this on like extreme difficulty and like it really be challenging not saying this game couldn't be challenging, but this is not that game. And secondly, people do compare it to Zelda. Yes, there are things that are similar to that style of game, but this is not a Zelda game. So like me going into that, and maybe if I didn't hear that initially, I would have a different opinion about it because that's just how it works. But this is not that either. It's a good game. It's if you're into this, it's a good yeah. game. I, it, I do think it's a lot closer comparison. I think it's a yeah, lot closer yeah. comparison it's, it's than it is calling us. It's Souls definitely worth $30 for, for the amount of work that the developers have put into this game and the details that I've seen. But to me, it's not the game that I want to play. So. Yeah. Also, oh, well. it is a game made by one guy. Yeah. And which it, explains and, some of the... And don't get me like, wrong. Unity I have nothing type. wrong with Unity. I've used it's Unity One guy myself. made this. Like, that's, that's not and, what I'm saying. And, like, well, don't get me wrong on those. Like, so, so, I, I know. But... Made by one guy, Andrew Schuldleis from Canada. I loved the um, cute fox and 
the wiggly. T- I thought the graphics were super cute and going through the grass and swimming in the water. Also, chat oh, yeah. is saying that it reminds them a lot of Bastion, but Bastion did it better. Thanks, thanks, chat. Yeah, Bastion was a fantastic game. By chat, I mean Bruno. Absolutely. Couldn't show up. No, we don't talk about him. But no, he's no. in the chat. We don't talk about Bruno. Kidding. He's on assignment. Uh, he is on assignment. And this is his in assignment. La La Land. Uh, yeah, so, so. Anyway, that was game of the moment. <clears throat> so that was game of the moment. But the game of me and Brian and I have. <laughs> the game of your moment. Our game. <laughs> during our moments. It has always been and probably always will be Operation Tango. And every once in a while, one of us just is like, oh, yeah, I need to play it. I got the urge. And it never. (laughs) No, no, Brian. uh -uh, No, (laughs) absolutely. No, no, I've I've done it. Yes. We've never turned the other down. So (laughs) to. Brian's significant other that that I'm not making a joke there. Mm-mm, so, um, it, so Operation Tango is amazing. If you have not played Operation Tango, probably because you didn't have somebody to play with. There's a joke there. Huh. It is a two-player game. I you have if one person plays the secret agent, the other person plays the hacker. And what you see as the hacker versus what you see as the agent are completely different and there's it's a game about communication and every single time i think that okay brain our communications down okay no we're gonna get this every single level is completely different <sighs> they do reuse some game mechanics some some mini games but my goodness i, I yeah and I can't wait to be able to play the other side of the most recent level that we played, but we are almost at the end of the game. We've almost finished the game. So. Yeah, um, we, we beat, we beat the series of missions that would be considered like the story side of it. There's some challenge stuff that's coming up. That'll be interesting to look at. There's DLC that we haven't got yet. That'll be interesting to look at. And there's still the replayability, like Daydrinker just said, of going back and replaying. Like we've we've played some of the missions on both sides, but not all of them yet. Uh, because, uh, and I cannot wait to play this on the opposite side because Daydrinker is going to be full of wonder at this. Like she's like, I'm turning on the show mechanics <laughs> for the dragon. I'm like. Oh, that's so cool. And I look behind me and like, there's a kitty cat following me. She goes, yeah, I turned that on. And I was like, it meows at me and it follows me. And like, she hasn't seen, she's heard me say so these I guess things. That's a good question. She hasn't is, seen what they so look like. You're yet. saying replayability. And she's so really just in a nutshell of the game itself. There's replayability because you have two sides and you can enjoy both sides mm-hmm. eventually. So you have double the game. Mm-hmm. You said there's DLC. Are you talking about workshop or are you talking about yep. the actual Content from the creator. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And you guys have been, no, no, they, they made, they made additional levels game of the moment, like the, months ago. So yes. how often do you guys would say you play? Oh, yeah. like, is this something that like, like, yeah. So I there's, think there's a few, few hours, yeah, maybe once a hours month in this game mm. on its own before even and, playing it again. And okay. we have, when we've replayed oh, yeah. a level, 
there there have been some differences. So because a lot of our stuff has been recorded or we can see each other's screens after the fact, we can see that uh, for I'm good. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah, there's certain things that are always the same like like the different identities that we can obtain are are always the they have the same access times of the of the into the thing. So so there's parts like if you already know the solution right. It's not going to take you as much time when you switch sides, but it's still going to be a little bit of time because you're not used to the mechanics of that other side because the mechanics are completely different between the two different yeah, sides. There, there was a and there are small changes as to, well. You have to avoid uh, so it's totally worth it. Going through um, an, an office. office building. Yes. Yeah. And when we switched, the drone paths actually switched too. So there's, there's like two oh, drone cool. paths and then they were completely yeah. different paths that time. And it was like, oh, I wonder wait, also if difficulty would change it too. Like if you upped it to like extreme, if they would like, cause like, I see that a lot. I in don't like think, the I don't think there's a difficulty. Oh, there isn't. Okay. Yeah. Cause like the hitman yeah. series. I don't even know. Like, I don't you know, even know if so it has a difficulty difficulties. Like some of the, there might be just, like do something completely different. Like they won't even there have a path. They'll be. just do things. And you're like, what the hell are they doing? Like I can't even. So, but that's cool. I mean, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Like it's, it's, um, and it, and it is, is it still play with, well, is it still a thing where the other person can play well, for free? Like, doesn't have the game, they can play it? Okay. That's, thank you. That's what I was going to say before we moved on, is this is one of the few games that comes with, uh, you only have to buy one copy of it. It's a multiplayer game, and they know it's a multiplayer game. I mean, they built it. Um, and what they do is, is they give a friend pass. And the friend pass uh, is just, I have the game. Now, both me and Daydrinker actually did end up purchasing this one. But uh, uh, how you can do it is you can have the game and then you can play with a second person, your friend, and they don't have to have the game. And they, they essentially get a downloaded copy of it. And yeah, they just, they, when they play it, it just allows them to go ahead and use the downloaded copy yeah. as if they owned it. So it's pretty I cool. Mean, cool. Again, highly recommend. Uh, it is on game pass or on, on steam. I don't know. I don't believe it's on game pass. I think it's just a piece. Not on game right pass. Now. Yeah. Uh, for Check, checking something right now, he said twenty dollars, nineteen ninety nine. But so twenty dollars. So right now, is there any deal? Has it at twelve ninety nine on Epic? Oh, Epic Game Store has it for twelve ninety nine. So check it out. Yeah. So. There's a, a game. Haven't played this. Actually, I haven't purchased, downloaded. Maybe we can do it as a game of the moment later. But right now, I have it on my, I almost said Steam Deck, on my Switch. <laughs> Especially for packs to play it. And that is the brand new Kirby Shots. game. 
Kirby in the Forgotten Lands, I think it is. I I I would not say myself as being a Kirby fan, but I saw some of the gameplay. I was really interested in it. Um. No. Yeah, you got it the other way. There you go. Yeah, Mike Mike's a Kirby fan. Uh, I was fascinated. This actually marks the Kirby series. The first time the franchise first time that has gone from 2d into the 3d. And that's seems like a small thing. You're like, Oh, we'll just make a 3d character. Uh, except that there actually was a number of, problems that they ran into in doing that. And the very first problem they ran into is that Kirby, if you don't know him and, and and I don't know what rock you've been living under, if you don't know him is basically a big pink puff ball with eyes, feet and arms. And they said, the first thing they ran into is when they made him 3d, you couldn't tell which way he was kind of facing Okay. Yeah. And, um, so, so they actually had to come up with some visual cues to kind of, uh, make it so that you could kind of tell which way he was facing. Uh, and, and the other thing is, is just this kind of move into the 3d world where you think you hit somebody because just the perspective that you're at, it looks like you hit them, but in reality, you were facing a different angle and you didn't oh. actually hit them as but, far I mean, as how is that any in reality of like 3d. Well, it's 3d. It's different in Mario. Well, no, like the Mario's are 3d. Odyssey's 3d. Oh, that's like, true. All yeah, of that yeah, stuff's yeah. 3d. Super Mario what? 64 is 3d. Like it's, that's true. That's true, but I think some of it also comes with the shape of him and being a little bit harder to tell which direction he's facing. Yeah. Uh, the camera angles that, that they chose, because like you know, once it goes up to a certain camera angle, which the camera the camera angle of, of Mario tended to be a little bit more top down ish. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's like cop out because like if you look at his shadow and the yeah. direction of his body, I can tell he's not facing the the, the object that he's facing. Like that well, it creature. reacts too. The the other character yeah. reacts, which is true. Well, in this case, it does react because what they're doing is they're saying, okay, is he on screen and does it graphically look like you would have hit him even though you're not quite facing? So they're does actually it doing it on like purpose. The angle sees that he yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And, and see, so they, they ran into this when they were doing testing with people that they were finding that they just couldn't figure out certain things, even just jumping, jumping. It looks like you hit the ground. Now it's important because if you jump right, when you hit the ground again, you get an extra jump, you know, something like that. But if you jump before you hit the ground, Kirby goes into his fluttery floaty thing. So at a, at a certain angle, that Mario angle, that upper angle, it looks like you hit the ground. So in this case, the upper angles actually mess you up versus the one we saw before the, the lower angle messed you up. Whereas you can see that, no, you, you actually 
didn't hit the ground when you hit the button. So they call it a fuzzy landing. And even though you hit the button at the wrong time, because both of these are hitting the button at the same time is what, what's going on here. Without the fuzzy landing, you end up floating because you hit the button too early because you thought you hit the ground because of oh, just this the would make me, perspective. Would, oh, yeah. I'd so they like, again, like <laughs> so again, they, well, I mean, listen, mm-hmm. they, they did testing. They found people were having problems. So they, you know, they ended up changing basically how the game reacts to certain things to be able to count for that and make the game more fun. Just, just make it fun for the people. Um, I mean, we're talking about a game where he like tries to swallow a car. Yes, that's true. Uh, So good old days. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they just, they just want the game to have be fun and you know, like they'll make the challenges somewhere else. But yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that soft spot. So I can't even talk like Kelly now. Soft spot <laughs> in my heart. Like I remember playing that on Super Nintendo or in game uh, in Game Boy, and those were like some of the funnest games. Except those things that fly that sit in the same spot, and you hit them, and they get pissed off, and they come at you. I hate those. Anyway, well, speaking of games we love, the Stanley Parable, a game that Zicey told me about, I and that I. That do love. I thought you had played it. No, I know I should download it again. Like Yes. Well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, Just there's wait. more. <laughs> wait, because the creators of the Stanley Parable have created the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. What is it, you ask? Oh my well, god. I can just imagine. The Stanley Parable, but from what I can gather with other endings and more freaking shenanigans. I said freaking not the other one. The studio crows, crows, crows put out a statement that totally confused, confused people. Apparently like the most logical part of the statement um, was the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe dramatically expands the world of the original game with new content, new choices, and new secrets for you to uncover. And then it just freaking goes crazy. <clears throat> Sorry, Mike. Goes crazy because everybody who's played the Stanley Parable knows that a- anything in the game, it's like, well, go here. Here's the way you should go. Wrong. Don't go that way. Actually, sometimes you do. Actually, no, you shouldn't. Yes, you should. It's a, you are a worker 427, yeah, employee 427, and you just like mash a button all day. And then one day you sort of wake up and figure out that things aren't really as they seem. You need to find a way out. There is this narrator that you can hear who is, hysterical if you go to the stanley parable website they have information about the stanley parable ultra deluxe and it is also incredibly confusing also amazingly amazing comic relief um (laughs) just to sort of kick it off uh they say Uh, When the Stanley Parable came out, a lot of people asked us for more endings and more content. Uh, 
We told them it didn't need more content, that it was just fine the way it was, that it already had the perfect number of endings. What a sorry sack of lies that was. We knew it. We knew that we were lying and we did it anyway. We carried that shame around with us for years, a burden weighing on every moment of every day. Enough is enough. It's time to fix it. I can hear the narrator us. reading this. <laughs> yes, can't you? Can't you? Enough is enough. To unburden our shame, let us give you our shame for you to carry around instead. We're sick of it. From the liars who brought you the award-winning indie game, The Stanley Parable, comes The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, an expansion to the original game with more content, more endings, more whimsical adventures of the two best friends, Stanley and the narrator, coming to PC and consoles in 2019, cross out, 2020, cross out, 2021, cross out, 2022. (laughs) So... Is this a DLC? Is this free? Does it come included or is it a I, new game? Good question. Uh, because see. you know what I know they're doing? Mm-hmm. They're is making nothing. some money. Yes. Oh, they're they're totally no, not. Yeah. They're not making any new anything. There's nothing new. People are going to think there's new endings and they're going to play the shit out of this game. And there's so the- nothing. That's a really that <laughs> this may be you may be absolutely right. You may be, I, I will be able to tell you. Oh my God. When I great. buy it twice, probably. Well, that's the thing. They can't also, spend, they can't pay money for it. You can't buy it if it's, if it's going to be nothing. Cause like, that's like false advertisement almost at that point. That's true. Yeah. I mean, somebody would. Like, yeah, but somebody I would totally though. Somebody would. Some, somebody, ab- absolutely. So, somebody who like has never played the first one. Would get this, and of course they wouldn't know. I will say that will be different. different Is it's going to be available on consoles now, which it was originally just a PC only game. So that's awesome. I would love to read the fine print because that may be the reason why they're going to charge for a new game because like it's been optimized for different platforms. I but like the actual endings and stuff, I don't think I don't think they touched the game. I I bet they did. I bet they did. I don't because. How many endings have you seen? That's true. Actually, the question well, is, have you been outside? I have, have, I, have I been outside of my house or the game? No. The game. <laughs> no. Have you seen the outside? The game. No, I have not seen the outside. Not yet. Okay. Keep playing. <laughs> uh, will do. Oh, the, my God. The, if this you have so played the game, though, watch the trailer. It It's... It's a, it's a good ramp up. So super awesome. That's what I got to say about that. Cool. So there's a game that is coming up that caught my attention for a number of reasons. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sold on it yet, but it was interesting. Uh, it takes the concept of uh, superheroes, manufactured superheroes, not a new concept. A lot of games, a lot of games, a lot of media, a lot of, uh, you know, fiction uses that. Um, does the spin on them where they're just, they, they maybe not morally good like superheroes should be again, much, much media has done that. Uh, probably the most recently and, and what's kind of being compared here is the, uh, the, I think it's on Amazon, the TV show, the boys, you've got to watch uh, which is based off of a graphic novel. 
Um, so they, so they, it's got the feeling of that, right? Cause there's these manufactured superheroes that report to the godlike corporates or something like that. Um, which would be the equivalent of a bunch of homelanders. Uh, and it's done as a, like basically a Diablo esque type game. Um, and, and they play up kind of the comic book side of it too, just in this trailer video. But, uh, so possibly maybe the story stuff in between is going to be comic book esque. Uh, the game again is, uh, is a loot Diablo esque game. Uh, you just got these overpowered powers and, and, and it's just to fight these aliens that are, you know, coming to earth or the colonies or whatever. So it's got some, inch, it's kind of cell shaded, which looks kind of interesting, especially in the gameplay. I mean, yeah, Borderlands does that all the time, but, uh, got some interesting things in it. Not hundred percent sold on it. Superfuse is the name of that game. Not out yet don't really have a time so, frame for it, but yeah, keep an eye on it before you go into your other thing. Um, since yes, <laughs> yes, the, the next, the next 45 minutes of our life is what you're small. talking about. I'm going to try. Um, oh, well, I don't know that I can. I thought about I it. I... I was <laughs> about as small as that. Man. No. All right, we're done. Yeah, you just had it. It was a game that uh, that uh, Daydrinker has talked about recently. She showed it to us, and uh, it's it's also nice because the game, uh, you know, it's it's a video game, but it ended up being a physical so element to this game that she really likes. You know, you know, Daydrinker, she <laughs> likes spooky games. I'll, I'll, I'll talk so apparently, about it. Dark D A R Q. After Mike does his thing, you're talking about graphic novels. I have no idea. Oh that. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she'll find it. But she got the graphic novel. It's really cool. Right, looking. So okay, Mike, take us down this road. You, I'll just mute in the Steam Deck. I have received one. And there you go. You can see reflection. Dun, it's really dun, nice. The dun. glass is great. I am working on producing a video uh, to try to cover all of the questions and all of the things that I've noticed on the Steam Deck from my perspective. Um, which is not going to focus on being a hardware video. I am not a hardware guy. So, and there's like Linus tech tips does this way better than I could ever possibly do. Uh, and has the ability to go in and talk to valve and stuff. But, um, so I'm not going to be covering that. I'm just going to be covering the things that I've noticed that are really cool to me as a consumer, uh, as a gamer, uh, and as also a, a Linux enthusiast, I guess you could say. Um, but I just want to talk about this little device here for a little bit because this device has been one of the coolest things that I've owned in a very long time. So the last, and I'll say the last handheld that I have owned, and I say that with a disclaimer because I do have a switch in the house. It doesn't technically belong to me. It belongs to my wife. Um, I have played it and I played breath of the wild on that. That's where I, that's where I got that, but uh, it wasn't mine. And I haven't really had a handheld device since the game boy, like the game boy advance, I think was the last one I had. So I lie. Sorry. PSP. I had a PSP. I had a PSP for a little bit. Um, but this device is one of the coolest pieces that I've ever had. And if you know me, I'm not a console person, right? I say I don't have a console. I don't really. I, I play PC games. That's what I do. Uh, I'm always on my computer. And all my games are in the Steam library. So 
a Steam Deck literally gives you that, your Steam library in your hand for the most part. There's a lot of unverified games uh, still to come, verified games, and then a lot of verified games are out there now. Uh, and over the last almost a week, I've been kind of just trying to just to see what I can do with this thing. And and I'll be quite honest with you. Uh, I'm not going to hold anything back. And if you have questions right now, if you're, if you're watching this live and you have questions you want to ask in the chat, feel free to do that. Or and if I haven't done that yet, I'll try it. I'll if it's within reason. Um, but the first and foremost thing uh, I'll say is the negative. So the negative thing that the number one thing that to me, this device would irritate some people with is the fan. So there's a fan. Uh, obviously, it's a computer. It's going to have a fan pushing out. And you, if you notice, this thing is very thin, right? So the actual device inside is not a lot of room. So the fan's pushing out as much heat as it can possibly push out because there's not a lot of room for this thing to, to really do what it needs to do. So within that, um, the fan gets pretty loud. And uh, whenever it online, as some people say that the, the actual ship kits uh, were different than the dev kits that were given out. Like the fan has been changed. There was a lot quieter before. Now it's a lot louder. I don't know if there's any validity in that, but whatever teaches own, the fan is pretty loud. Uh, I will say personally, the fan doesn't bother me. Uh, if you're in a normal room, TV's on, you know, things are going on. You really don't hear it. Now, if you're in a quiet room and you don't have hearing loss, like I do, uh, and I say hearing loss because I've been to a lot of concerts. I used to be in bands and play in like concrete buildings that were probably the worst idea I could ever do with, with the volume of 10 on our amps. Uh, but the the worst thing I've heard so far is that there's a high-pitched squeal that the fan makes, like a noise, that some people can find very irritating, that it's like almost like ear piercing. So it's it's something that I don't hear, but they hear it. So I just want to make sure... Uh, I say that out loud because that is something that, it, you know, if I if I actually did hear the ear piercing part, I would be like, oh, my God, what is this? This is terrible. Take it back. But unfortunately, that's not my problem. So actually, it, actually, it's, it's fortunately it's, it, not my problem. As far as like uh, in comparison to a laptop fan. Uh, imagine a laptop fan uh, at full speed. So like if you were to boot something up like video conferencing or something like that, or it gets mm. really loud and very like you can hear however mm. the noise would be. Uh, very comparable to that. Again, okay. I don't know if there's a high pitch squeal with that because I don't hear it, but it is something that is there. So mm -hmm. I wanted to start with that. That is the worst thing that I've noticed about this thing so far. Uh, sub con is, uh, it is a new device. It's a, it's a, it has bugs. It has things that are, I wouldn't say janky. It just has things that sometimes might not work and you have to like exit out and try it again. And it works. So, what I would recommend is if you are a, a gaming enthusiast, a PC enthusiast, and someone who just wants to have a handheld device, this is a great thing to do. Go get one if you can. I do not recommend this to a mom and dad who have a child that says, like, I want a gaming console, a handheld console. This is not a Switch. Switch is, I'm not saying Switch is perfect, but this is a lot more user friendly in the sense of like user uh, ability to do things. You can do a lot of things with this device because at its bare bones is just a PC. It's a Linux machine that's handheld that you can take. It's actually running Arch Linux. Steam OS is Arch Linux and it's, it gives you the ability to do a lot of cool things, which goes into the pros, the, a lot of cool things you can do. So 
one of the first things I did was being that I have Xbox Game Pass, I looked it up. I said, hey, how can I get Xbox Game Pass to work on this thing? So first off, there's two modes that you can run this this thing in. Uh, there is a Steam OS mode. As soon as you power it on, it boots into this mode. It looks very similar to your big, uh, big picture mode. And you can cycle through tile, uh, the tiles, pick what game you want to play, go through your library. It actually tells you uh, uh, great, on uh, great on Steam Deck. Uh, and then it also has like installed and, and it tells you a little icon like verified, not verified, yada, yada, yada. And uh, you can install those as, as well. Uh, but there's another option that you can actually switch to desktop mode. And when you switch to desktop mode, it basically loads into a Linux GUI or graphical interface, user interface. And uh, it allows you to basically have with the trackpads, a mouse, and you can click on the start menu. And I say start menu, it's not really start because it's not Windows, but um, has an option to like go to your all your programs and things like that. There's actually a marketplace uh, built into the Steam Deck that allows you to go in and search for different you know applications or programs you're wanting to install and, and go from there. So you go to the Steam Deck, uh, the actual desktop mode, uh, you can, through a series of steps, which are actually published from Microsoft themselves on their website. They actually have a whole page of how to install Game Pass on the Steam Deck because they've worked, already said, we've said this before, they're working with Valve to, to make this happen. Because why not? That's like more of their games and their pass available anywhere. Um, I would say it's uh, intermediate. I wouldn't say it's super hard to do if you know anything about computers. Uh, if you're like a mom and dad that don't really do this, I would say this is not a good thing. Like, again, this is not something for a normal little kid that just needs something. Um, there are a couple things on the command line you have to type in, uh, which they give you exactly what you have to do and how to do it. Still, like, I don't see my parents wanting to do these no. steps to do mm -hmm. something. They would be like, nah, I'm going to just go buy something else. Command um, line, you, you've lost. You lost me at command line. The vast majority of people <laughs> at command line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, but once you get these steps installed, uh, Game Pass, what it does is actually works via the the beta version of uh, Edge. They have Microsoft Edge. You can download from their like uh, repository they have. And with the game uh, with with Edge, you're able to load the browser to play cloud Xbox Game Cloud or cloud gaming or whatever it's called now. Uh, so you can basically stream any game in the cloud for their Xbox uh, library for Game Pass and you can stream it straight to your your device. Um, so I have some footage of this. Uh, if, if, if Brian, you want to queue this up, um, of just some of the Xbox games that, uh, I was able to just like stream. Um, but it's, it's, it's super easy. Like, and, and, and this is just one of the tests I did. So I said, Hey, how can I, you know, do this? Can I just record? So that's the other thing. How do I record this? Right. So we're going to show you some footage here in a second. And what I did was I went to the applications or the store and I downloaded, uh, there was an option to download OBS. And if you're not familiar with OBS, it's uh, open broadcast uh, software and it allows, that's what we use today to like broadcast things. And it allows me to record locally, minimize that window and then start recording my desktop, which in this case was the steam desktop uh, and be able to play. And no, I didn't play the wrong video. Yes, yeah. that said Xbox Studios. Because, like you so said, I clicked on Halo. And he's playing Xbox I Game to see Pass. What it looked like what it would run like, and I clicked on Halo. It's playing through the cloud. I literally booted up on my Steam Deck, 
And this is video footage of me playing on my Steam Deck, literally going through, just loading things up. The longest wait I had was me having to wait for this match to start to find other players. Like I was already in. And yes, it runs off Wi-Fi. So if you have Wi-Fi, uh, it is something that if you have good Wi-Fi, you'll be able to play pretty quickly. There's no issues. Now, if your Wi-Fi starts kind of going slow or janky, then things kind of get a little little weird so um but yeah this is actual footage that i literally recorded from the device itself so this is the software on the steam deck i recorded locally on the device recording me play the game and this is what we're seeing so if you're familiar with playing halo on xbox game pass on pc i mean this is legit like it looks almost just like my pc yes the graphics are a, i would say slightly lower than what i have currently um which is saying a lot because I mean, I don't have anything completely old, but it's, it's still okay. And, and this is running that at no problem. So, uh, and, and I've been asked, uh, is there lag, you know, with playing cloud games, there's no lag. It's, it's literally fluid. I had no issues playing this game. I was able to, you know, do exactly what I want to do. The hardest part about it was just me using the joysticks to try to play a shooter because I'm used to playing on mouse and keyboard. So, um, but again, I've played in the past, I played call of duty and stuff on Xbox an actual yeah. controller. And you know, it's just, I have to get used to it again. Um, and I'm not good at halo. So I'm going to die here in a minute and that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, FYI, Mike sucks yeah. at halo. <laughs> yeah. So minutes. Uh, but the point is that was that quick. I literally get done with that. I hit escape and I'm back in the menu. No problem. So, uh, I saw this work on, there's another video I have. He may queue up in a minute, uh, of just me going in and out of different games because I wanted to see the capacity of this. I want to see, does, for example, Sea of Thieves work? In this case, it doesn't work. We can probably skip a little bit if you want to. Um, I think the cheat engine aspect of this is what's kind of blocking that right at the moment. Um, I don't see a problem why this game could run on on this device, but I think it was the cheat engine that was kind of blocking it. But um, but I tried a couple other games. I tried Horizon 4, uh, for Forza Horizon to see the graphics and things in that game because like that's yeah. a crazy game. I also played... Uh, this game here, which we're looking at, which is uh, Generation Zero, uh, it's a first-person shooter, like kind of like survival-style game. Did you do? Uh, should you see a thieves? I did. Yeah, through the, the I think game cloud, the, uh, the cheat engine. So, well, that's um, weird. But yeah, I mean, it's it's really strange, like that. I'm just holding a device that just works. Um, it's it's just it's kind of mind blowing, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, kind of going back to see so these are all cloud games right i've been talking about just streaming the game so what about the, the actual handheld steam games um so the steam games don't take long at all they really load in no problem uh, i am using all of my games burnt to an sd card uh which are the it's a terabyte sd card that i bought off amazon and i'm loading all my games from that and the games load pretty quickly like it's it's not a it's not it doesn't take very long to do uh, and I'm getting right into it, and I'm playing different games. Can and- can we just stop for just a second? Yeah. And I would I would like to point out yes. he's on the yes. base on level gigabit, Steam Deck gigabit, too, gigabit. which has the slower, uh, you know, the slower hard drive. It's not hard drive. It's actually basically like an SD card. So oh. if he's if he's saying it's no, pretty quick, then totally it's probably important. fine. Sorry, Kelly. It's an old lady thing. We have terabyte SD cards now. Yeah, like I remember, <laughs> I re- no, yeah. no doubt. But I remember buying a terabyte of storage for my MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. and it was 
enormous yeah. with a gigantic cord. And now, yep. Oh so, my gosh. so the footage right now you're seeing is from Horizon uh, or Forza Horizon, and literally loaded in. I just started playing, and again, no lag, just straight up driving away. So, when it comes to games that have like sort of some sort of glitch to it, where you really need to be in control. This is perfect. Like there's really, like I said, internet's a big key here. You have to have good Wi-Fi you're connected to to make this work. Uh, and apparently, I'm on a drive either. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, so yeah, can't play Halo, it's, can't it's drive. Just, it's just amazing. I just can't stress enough how crazy this is. Um, but I want to move on a little bit because we need to go through this. But um, so the other part what? of playing actual Steam games in your hand is it's all great and all, but what about games that use a mouse and keyboard and, and mostly mouse because there's trackpads. Uh, so they have, um, there's two trackpads on either side, which are basically this little thing right here. And then the one on the other side, Ooh, which is this one reflection. here. Reflection. I know it's so nice. Uh, and you can use this as a trackpad and that's great, but is it going to work for a mouse game? Like, so, I had a buddy message me actually shout out to uh, Aquas, um actually asked me this. He's like, well, what about civilization six? And I'm like, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to you here shortly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so I downloaded Civ six on my uh, steam deck and, and booted it up. And it said, uh, it's not verified hundred percent. It says like yellow. It says like it will play, but there may be text that is really small. Um, but what's cool about steam is they actually included, they actually have a, a hotkey for a magnifying glass. So if the steam text is too small, you can actually hold that down and bring up a magnifying glass and look at stuff. I haven't had that use that yet. Um, haven't really ran across that issue uh, at this point, but they, you know, for some people, maybe it's a, it's a problem. Um, loaded up Civ six. And if you guys are familiar with Civ six, if you're not, I've talked about it before, but essentially it's a turn-based uh, strategy game. And uh, there's decisions you have to make because the game's not about killing everybody. It's about trying to make your civilization the best. Uh, so there are, you know, going through the beginning of time to the end, you're trying to like make the right decisions and pick different like choices to, to progress. And then also on screen, you have to like move your characters around and things. So um, I used the trackpad, grabbed my character. Uh, and then what they did was the, the, the keyboard layout, you could, which, you, which you can totally customize, right? Like this is a keyboard layout they, they set up initially. And if you want to change it, feel free. They, they gave you the option to do that. Um, but the base That's general cool. set was mouse keep or a mouse pad and then left and right triggers your left click right click so i would basically highlight who i wanted i'd right click and hold drag the mouse over to where i wanted them to move i'd let go very easy to do it wasn't like a an unnatural thing it was very natural and characters you know they went over and then uh once i was done with my turn went down i selected a little little button at the bottom dragged down there and then uh the next turn i was like man I don't have nothing to do. I'm going to go to the next turn. And by just by instinct, I clicked on the screen to click the next turn. And when I did that next turn, because it is a touch screen. So I literally ah. clicked next turn and went to the next turn. And then I was like, wait a minute. So they presented me some options. Like what do I want to pick? And I started clicking things. And before I knew it, I was actually progressing through the game by just clicking on the screen of what I wanted to do, which was actually way quicker than playing on PC. That's so cool. So, I, I was like, so I was kind of blown cool. away of like how easy it was to like take a mouse game and actually make it way easy to like just interact with on, on, a, on a tablet sense that has like a touch screen. So uh, is it workable? Absolutely. hundred percent. Way easy. Uh, no problem. So that was something really oh. interesting. 
Uh, going back to, because there's so much to talk about, right? The And like I said, I'm going to put out a video of this, actually covering a lot of this probably more in detail than I'm doing now, hopefully. Uh, maybe not, I don't know, depending on how much I'm talking. Uh, but the other thing to me was being a Linux enthusiast, I say, I say enthusiast because it's like, I have a lot of Linux machines. Like I was talking to them today. I have like a literally a spreadsheet that I had to like set up on my servers at home. Cause like, I'm just getting out of hand with this stuff. It's getting kind of crazy. <laughs> not be a problem. Linux, I have a Linux problem. Process. <laughs> I have, yeah. I yeah. have like a Linux problem. Not like <laughs> Linux enthusiast. A Linux problem. Uh, yes. But so the first thing I said, I was like, okay, so I did the gaming thing. It's a Linux device. Can I SSH to it? I mean, if you're not familiar with SSH, I mean, secure shell, uh, which is just basically a way to which access. Not... Okay, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, way to access uh, this device via a command line, which is like the little prompt on your screen. You just type things into like it's very basic. There's no interface or anything like that. Um, so I said, how can I do that? So I try to do it and it's like connection refused. And I was like, ah, they blocked it. All right, cool. How do I get it? So then it made me go more. So I look online very easily to find. Uh, they actually have it on their Nobody website, on their me. Steam website under FAQ. Because uh, they said they've been very transparent with this. They want you to, to be involved. Uh, and it basically says like, hey, uh, SSH is by default deactivated. And what they do is they ship all the units out with a Steam user and no password set. Because no password, meaning the user is locked to only doing what they want it to do. Uh, unless you set a password, then you can sudo, which gives you that the ultimate privileges of admin to to do whatever you want. Uh, and then you can basically do what you want. So they're like, if you want to do those things, you just need to type in this uh, command to set a password. You set the password, then you can run whatever you want. And then uh, basically, I, I started, I opened up the floodgates to allow my machine to do things. And then uh, once I did that, I was like, okay, great. So now I recorded locally a video of that I had. And initially, I, I so the first time I downloaded the video and I said, well, now what? So I went to my Google Drive and I just uploaded the video from the browser because there's a browser you can just like Firefox. I just used it because it's a PC. And it took me a long time to do that because it's like <laughs> forever. Uh, but then I was like, well, now I have access to this thing directly. So what do I do? I'm like, hmm. So got access. Mm. I basically logged into the machine. I pulled down the video or from the from the Steam Deck itself. I typed into the commands to push the video to my network, to my my uh, my NAS, my attached storage. And it was there within like a couple seconds. It was like, boom, on the network. I'm like, great. So now I'm like, hmm, I haven't done this yet. But my, my next plan is to start writing some some scripting to basically run on the Steam Deck that Anytime I record a video, just push it through to my network. So that way I don't keep the storage. I don't tie up my space, but also I get the videos immediately as soon as they're recorded. Um, and, and if you if you hear what I'm saying, I know you may not know what I'm talking about if you're not really into this kind of thing, but that's the sort of capability this device has. It's just a computer. I can do whatever I want with it. So being able to just write scripts up to like what I want, like it's, it's pretty wild. Um, so that to me was like one of the coolest things to see in... Oh man, there's just so much more. Like, uh, one of the tests I did with OBS was I took the OBS uh, and I recorded locally, did all that, and then I was like, you know what? What if I wanted to stream? Because we use OBS to stream to Twitch now. It's how we're doing it. So I was like, what if I do that? What if I use it to, to stream? Like, would I be able to play that? Would I be able to to do that? 
And sure enough, I, I was able to locally stream. I say locally in the sense of it wasn't on Twitch. Uh, I sent it to, uh, to Phoenix. He has a, he had a streaming server set up to where I could send video broadcast to. And I was literally playing aperture desk job on my, my on video here on discord. I had it in my hand. I was playing, I was sending my stream to his device and he was able to show us on discord what he was saying. And it was, and you can say, you can add, you can say whatever. It was very smooth. Like you would have not known that I was playing on a weird device. Like you would have thought mm-hmm. like, Oh, wow, it's just, I'm just playing this on my PC. And, uh, it was just really cool to see like how that just worked. Um, and then last night we did some testing, actually opened up discord and then, uh, shared, I opened up discord, then I opened up Witcher three, uh, put that over. And then I went to discord and actually shared the game so they can get the audio and the video from discord as sharing. And it worked as well. Wasn't as smooth. Uh, and I think that had to do with some of the Wi-Fi that I was connected to last night because I was having some issues playing some other games um, from part of the house I was at. But ultimately, like most of it was pretty smooth. It's it wasn't as smooth as initially um, playing through just OBS, but because Discord does eat up a lot of memory to start with, yes, like it's it's it very taxing on your PC. And if you do anything with Discord, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But for for like just to me to try it, it worked very well. So I was like, this is kind of nuts. Like I'm. I'm like thinking now, like every day, like the next thing I can probably do to try to do something different, even with the Steam Deck, um, which kind of gets me to the last part, which is the uh, the capability and the, the moves going forward with this device, uh, which is the fact that this device is literally just a PC. Um, there's actually a, a uh, I'm not sure what, let me see what this, I had to click on it. There is a a tech radar article uh, from one of the journalists that posted the other day, Matt Hansen. And he said, uh, can I really ditch my work laptop for a steam deck? And I kind of thought this, cause I'm like, not necessarily work laptop. Like my work personally gives me a laptop to work on because it has to be connected to their VPN and all that fun stuff. Um, but if you're not really tied, to, like for example, a journalist, like all you have to do is upload, you know, things you've wrote to a network and you don't really have to be tied to like a business. Um, this is just a computer. So it has a USB uh, C connection able to output uh, allows you to do all of that. So you can literally hook this up to monitors and literally do whatever you want. Um, It is super easy to do. And this is very easy to replace. If if you needed a laptop, which in my case, I was wanting one. I don't need one now. I can literally just use the steam deck and get the accessories that I need, like a keyboard mouse if I want to do that uh, and be done with it. Um, there is an on-screen keyboard I forgot to mention. It's kind of janky at the moment. It works. I wouldn't want to type a paper on it, but it, it is what yeah. it is to type in a password or whatever I need. But uh, but ultimately, you know, my experience so far, less than a weekend has been everything that I wanted and more. And again, I highly recommend it to anybody. And like and Brian mentioned this, I, this is the 64 gig model. Uh, this is not this is not the NVMe model either for the hard drive. This is 64 uh, gigs of RAM along with the uh, I can't remember what the other hard drive is, but um, it's not the fastest one by, by any means. It's the it's the the least amount, and it's doing everything that I expected and more by far. So I highly recommend it. Definitely check it out. I would say try to reserve one if you can. It's they're gonna be like Easter eggs at this point because everybody's already. 
Anyway, that is it. I will try to put out a video uh, covering some of this stuff a little bit more in detail, maybe some more footage, and be able to get that out there with you guys. But I just wanted to say I've been extremely satisfied with this device, and uh, I can't wait to keep playing with it. So, all right. Well, I, I did. We'll talk Kelly, about did you find it? Thank you. All right. Well, that is what got our attention this week. So if you want to check out more information about us, you can check out sasgaming.com. Or if you want to maybe give us, throw us a bone, I guess you could say, uh, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash sasgaming. And uh, what that'll do is allow you to have a separate tag on Discord, allow you to get the podcast ad-free, and also with the intermission included, uh, which we talked about some fun things like chips today, apparently, uh, <laughs> and some other things along fun. with that. And also your name's in the credits at the end of the podcast. So we really appreciate our patrons we do have out there. Shout out to you guys. We really appreciate you. Uh, it does mean a lot. And those of you that just haven't been able to do that or you know want to and can't, it's fun. We love you guys for being here, watching us live, or listening to the podcast later. However you support us, we really appreciate it. And without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do what we do today. So uh, with that, uh, that is basically it. Uh, we have no emails, but if you want to send us an email, goa at sasgaming.com. And we'll love to read it out loud. Tell me what your favorite or worst chip is. So, until next time, you guys take care, be easy, and also donate to Ukraine. We have a, a fundraiser for that. Uh, so, check out our Twitter or our page or your Twitter, uh, Twitch page. Check it out. Alrighty. Talk to you guys next week. See ya. Peace.